It's time for the Security Token Show. We're here to bring you the latest and greatest in security token news. Coming from across the globe to your living room. And delivering all the latest STOs and getting you up to date on what's happening in the market. So what are you waiting for? Let's get on with the show. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Security Token Show. For those of you tuning in for the first time, welcome. And those of you coming back, let's get into an amazing show. I'm Herwig Konings. This is Kyle Solin. We're coming to you from Miami, Florida, and we've got all the latest, greatest security token news for you. And before we kick off the show, I do want to thank our sponsor. This week is DigiShares. DigiShares is a white-label tokenization platform and investor portal. They're doing all of the issuance traditional facilities as well as helping you manage everything going on in the tokenization space for real assets. They actually just worked with MarketSpace Capital, who's now listed on T0, so they've worked with plenty of high-profile clients, and they're doing a webinar with you sometime next week. You got to tune in. Check that out. Shout out to DigiShares. Not just a webinar. I'll actually be here in person in Miami, February 7th. We got a great panel there. Come check it out. Like that, Kyle? Let's do it. Get into the top five. All right, and kicking off our top five with number five, we have Seba Bank, S-E-B-A. One of the largest banks in Switzerland is bringing new digital asset product offerings to its customer base and its users. It's tiered, it's like a gold membership and a VIP membership or something along those lines. But basically, it's a crypto and traditional desk combined together for financial services in the industry. We know they've been forward thinking on blockchain-based investment assets as well. It's only a matter of time before we start to see them adopt security tokenization as well. Amazing stuff. And moving on to number four, more Swiss news. We've got a Swiss bank, Cité Gestion, which is uh, tokenizing itself, folks. It's doing a private offering using the Taurus platform. By the way, Taurus has helped over 15 other security token offerings, but this is a first because we are seeing the first regulated bank in Switzerland leverage tokenization and the new securities laws around tokenizing uh, their businesses. So pretty cool stuff. Congratulations, CTA Gassion. And also looking at a different Europe or international bank, that is, we are on number three with Bredesco. This is the second largest Brazilian bank doing a tokenized credit note, over $2 million in a regulatory sandbox within the regulatory body of Brazil. They are doing this compliantly. They are issuing a credit note alongside Santander's $7.8 million bond announced in December. A lot of things coming from Brazil. That's good stuff as well. But Almost maybe as good as number two, which is BTCS, folks. This is a public company listed on NASDAQ focused on blockchain and staking, and they have announced that they are dual listing. This is the main topic of today. We're going to be getting into this more later, but now not only will it be trading on NASDAQ, but they'll be trading on Upstream, which is powered by the Merge Exchange, leveraging, of course, this next generation of tokenization. Very exciting. And finally, number one, Harwig, this week, the number one thing you need to know is that the FINMA, the, not, the 
largest regulatory authority in the Swiss area approves SDX to launch digitally digitized Euro-backed bonds. These are debt offerings, hundreds of millions of dollars that are approved by regulators to be settled in euros. They've already done it in CHF, which is their Swiss franc native currency. Now they're bringing it to Europe as well. And they already have over 100 million in tokenized bonds to date. Now they have approval to list them on the open market. And this is the final piece of the puzzle, people. That is absolutely massive, Kyle. Switzerland last week having a very hot week. And with that, let's head over to Peter Gaffney and get our institutional update. Welcome back to the institutional segment of the show. I'm Peter Gaffney, head of research at Security Token Advisors. While the recent headlines from the banks seem to be dominated by tokenized bonds and debt, also seen some uptick on the equity side as well. International banks in particular have been leading the charge on tokenized equities. Let's take a look at some context first. So back in mid-2021, Swiss tokenization platform Taurus received securities exchange licensing and approval from FINMA, the country's regulatory body on the security side. Taurus even integrated with the investment bank Credit Suisse, very well known globally, who will actually act as the depository for tokenized stocks and tokenized products alike through the platform. Also in Switzerland, we have SDX, Six Digital Exchange, who is fully owned by Six Swiss Exchange, Europe's third largest stock exchange itself. And SDX from there became involved in equity tokenization. So we know them on the bond side plenty well, but let's look at the equity side. So it actually facilitated the issuance of the FinTech Accelerator F10's private shares alongside the digital registry Aquatech. This happened in July, 2022. And this actually set the foundation for SDX's path to bring equities on-chain, just like all the bonds we've been talking about. They've been instrumental in facilitating, boom, same deal on the equity side. Okay, bringing it back to the present, right now, 2023, Torres resurfaced last week with Cide Gestion, a private Swiss bank founded in 2009, been exploring digital asset opportunities. And one of my personal takes is that tokenization is a true firepower within digital assets on the banking, institutional, and asset management side. Not really looking at crypto trading desks, but tokenization on that. And the thesis is holding pretty strong here. So City Gestion tokenized its own private stock with Taurus. The process was done in compliance with the Capital Markets and Technology Association. This deal brings Taurus's roster up to 15 deals across equity, debt, and alternatives. Pretty impressive all throughout Europe as a whole. So I certainly think this is a playbook that other private Swiss and European institutions alike will and probably you know, can draw from. Uh, regarding tokenization as a whole. Uh, I would also say Europe is the front runner right now on a global scale when looking at institutional debt and equity tokenization, especially in relation to other countries like the US itself. So players like Archax, SDX, Tokenape, and other banks, even Signum Bank, who might add reference security token advisors research on their bond features just last week, probably continue to drive that forward. And we're looking forward to more that to come. That's all for today's institutional updates. Let's see what Sam Sachs has in store for this week's market update. Hello and happy Monday. The security token market has settled at $15.3 billion as we're beginning to see some market-wide consolidation, hopefully a sign for a breakout to the upside. T0 was up over 16% last week at a higher than usual trading volume, potentially a turning point for the beaten down ETS. And a negro group is holding strong, maintaining the $14 billion market cap. And there's big news from MoneyMax, an online comparison platform for financial products such as car insurance, credit cards, and loans. 
They raised about $12.5 million from its maiden offering of unsecured commercial paper in the form of digital security tokens. These tokens were listed on the Addicts Exchange on January 27th, according to an aftermarket filing last Thursday. This is something that we expect to become more and more common as the market develops. And in other amazing news, a number of South Korean firms are preparing to launch security token offering related services later this year. They're hopeful that the regulators will give them the green light to get started this coming month. Busan Evo reported that a number of major domestic companies are now keenly awaiting industry guidelines from the nation's top financial regulator, the Financial Services Commission, or FSC. They'll be joined in their efforts by the city of Busan, which hopes to make STS a key part of the digital city of the city-run digital assets exchange product. The project is being developed in conjunction with a number of top international crypto exchanges, including Binance. Imagine a city that is all security tokens. The FSC has previously stated that it will make announcements about the distribution and issuance of security tokens shortly. Currently, all forms of crypto asset issuances are outlawed in South Korea, although the current president has suggested that he will overturn this rule shortly. That's all for now, but have an amazing rest of your week, and I'll see you next Monday. And moving into our main topic this week, Hoag, we're going to be talking about really breaking down dual listing of securities. We saw coming on the heels of the BTCS news where they dual listed on Upstream and Merge as well as they're already trading on NASDAQ. Today, I think we can really break down what that actually means and what are some of the benefits of a dual listing process. Absolutely. For those of you who didn't catch that, BTCS is a publicly traded company, folks. They are NASDAQ listed. It's as good as it gets. Uh, And they've opted to go ahead and also list their stock on a foreign exchange. This is actually Upstream, which is powered by Merge. The Merge is the regulatory framework behind it out of the Seychelles and powered many other token offerings and listings. But through the Upstream platform, you get an even more curated user experience. I believe they have a digital app and a lot of a number other features that the traditional Merge platform doesn't. And so now what does that mean? Well, investors looks like they can trade this on the NASDAQ, as well as now a different venue, which is upstream, uh, which actually, as we know, Kyle, is not that common in financial markets. Typically, it's restricted to just one venue, and the trading occurs and has to occur through that venue. Now it's going to be trading on two different venues. So, Kyle, I think the best way to break down dual listing is let's use this as a use case and compare the NASDAQ versus, in this case, Merge. Uh, and powered again, or upstream powered by Merge, which is a national exchange, folks. I do want to clarify this, that the other brokers that we tend to see in the place, T0, Securitize, INX, Archax, these are broker dealers with the designatory license to allow for trading of securities, but they are able to do everything that typical normal secure exchanges can, right? Absolutely right. There is a national exchange license. This is similar to almost like a bank charter. Obviously, they're 
very different financial services, but the level of importance and certainly scrutiny that a company has to go through is extreme. We've seen dozens of brokers be approved for blockchain, digital asset, technology, all kinds of more fintech solutions to the traditional examples, but we have seen basically nothing on the national exchange level. The only example that we've seen is the Boston Security Token Exchange. And while they have security token in their name, that is the only thing they have to do with blockchain. They had three failed appro license approvals. So this is a pretty big deal that you have NASDAQ, a licensed exchange, and now we have Merge. So let's talk about some of the benefits of Merge, which are the fact that they are digital asset supporting. They do work with all different types of assets. They aren't defined by the rules of the traditional 9.30 to 4.30 or 9 to 4.30 hours that on EST that the average, you know, platform here in the United States would provide. So it's a different liquidity source. It's also a much more flexible onboarding platform for anyone else internationally. So in this case, uh, we're actually saying that if I have a security token as an issuer, I can't even go to NASDAQ. No. I can't list there. Uh, they don't support it at all. Uh, but they do support it on upstream through merge. Uh, and in this case, it has actually flexible trading hours. I believe, if I recall, depends on the security, but they can trade potentially 24-7 or choose their own trading hours to make it much more accommodatable to, say, a new audience. And I think that's one of the other benefits, right? Through, through NASDAQ, you've got to go through a myriad of brokers uh, in order to basically trade on the NASDAQ here through the upstream app. Uh, it's a much different experience, much more similar to what we saw with the rise of Robinhood, where it makes it very easy to go ahead and sign up again, much like you would with a brokerage account for a, a national uh, exchange platform, and then go ahead and start trading securities again with a lot more features and capabilities than you would say on your traditional uh, brokerages. So uh, I think that's a pretty cool feature, Kyle. Which is even more relevant when you're a small company on something like NASDAQ, right? If you're too small of a market cap, I think BTCS, it's like 20 million or 25 million. Like, there's just not enough liquidity in that market. There's potentially not enough exposure that they can be influenced so much. We've seen this happen with, with companies that have, have delisted from OTC markets. This is kind of a similar example that potentially trying to target smaller pockets of investors that are going to be more targeted to your product is, is also an effective way to build liquidity. Speaking of targeted investors, that's another thing where I think NASDAQ falls short, which is if I want to, say, use cryptocurrency or play in this world or even leverage blockchain behind uh, the securities investment component, that can't be done on NASDAQ. They don't do that yet. They have a, a tokenization desk that'll help you explore, uh, but they are certainly not trading any securities using a, a blockchain uh, solution, whereas, of course, upstream is uh, and therefore, they can support these new benefits that a lot of cryptocurrency investors are more used to. And let's remember, BTCS is a blockchain company. So as you pointed out, I'm sure they're suffering quite a bit from the scrupulation from public markets on NASDAQ, whereas they would much favor a more digital era, modern focused, uh, you know, global platform like Upstream. And finally, I think you talked about it a little bit at the beginning. There is this liquidity component. So for the smaller Exchange, you may be able to target focused liquidity, but also being on two exchanges creates arbitrage opportunities. And we've seen this in STM, we've reported on this before, of the opportunity of having two different liquidity bases and potentially having investors or short-term traders that are moving the shares from one side to another to try to balance that demand 
which actually does create a healthier price for the asset in the long term, which is a great place to potentially start if you're a smaller asset or don't have a ton of liquidity. Yes, in principle, because they're trading on both places eventually, right? One would expect that gap of opportunity to close as more and more traders recognize the opportunity to arbitrage, which in turn is good for investors because now there's usually traders on the other side one way or the other. And we get that better price accuracy because, of course, the market is seeking what they believe is more or less the right value. So a lot of great use cases here. New audience, new trading hours, new ways to participate, potentially with crypto. Uh, and then, of course, the benefit of actually being dual listed may actually favor a smaller company like this that is looking to get some attention, looking to create liquidity uh, for a so-called smaller cap asset. Yet another topic and another example of how blockchain truly improves this process. Blockchain makes this so much easier because you're tracking all the compliance, all of that stuff. We're going to see dual listing and multi-listing, cross-exchange listing, if you prefer that language, to continue to grow in years to come. We've already seen it been adopted by many of platforms already. The blockchain will only make it easier for more and more global platforms of liquidity, whether they're exchanges, whether they're brokers, to be able to work together. And of course, we do see cross-listing, dual listing of uh, security tokens on brokerage platforms as well. So this is not exclusive to the exchanges, but this is worth making a note of because this must be one of the first NASDAQ listed companies that's now done a dual listing specifically with Upstream and Merge. So that's very cool stuff. If you liked the episode, please comment, share some of your thoughts on what's going on, whether that's on the YouTube or whether it's on LinkedIn or Twitter, wherever you prefer. Share your thoughts, like, subscribe, help us share it to get more audience people understanding what's going on in the world of niche finance. Thank you for watching. We'd always love to get your thoughts, but don't go anywhere. We've got our companies of the oh. week real quick. Now to end our show, companies of the week. Hopefully you've enjoyed what you've seen so far, but we want to take this moment where Kyle and I, each episode, shout out one company in each that we thought was making the biggest move in the space. They deserve a spotlight for what they're doing to move the industry forward. And of course, puts them in the running for company of the year, which last year was JP Morgan. Uh, so who do you got for this week's episode, Kyle? This week, Herwig, I'm going with Swiss Bank Gestion. They have about $7.5 billion in assets under management, so they're a mid-sized bank, and they offer tokenization support now. They come out this announcement, but more so than that, they're issuing equity tokens. They are backing shares of the bank to a digital security, and they are going to be using the open source CMTAT smart contract platform on Ethereum. So they're building on an open source protocol. They're tokenizing shares of their company. They're doing some really cool stuff. I think this is very forward thinking for an institutional bank in Switzerland. So for that, they're my company of the week. Uh, it's a great choice. We've been slowly watching SIBA make their way into the scene. And as you said earlier, as expected, they would enter tokenization soon enough. And now they have. So congratulations. Uh, as we know, Swiss law is actually a little bit more adaptable, a little bit more flexible for security tokens. So we might see even more innovation. Totally. So how about you? Well, I got to pick the second largest bank in Brazil, Kyle Bradesco, uh, was a major, major move tokenizing a credit note, uh, which actually, as you mentioned, was $2 million in US or about 10 million real, uh, which they did it in under a regulatory sandbox with the central bank of Brazil, folks. So this is 
major, major institutional happening right now in Brazil. They're clearly looking at tokenization. We've seen other banks like BTG Pactual also make moves. And now an even bigger bank, Bradesco, is showing uh, the way that it's done. And so for that, I got to give them credit, Will, for their credit note uh, and make them my company of the week. Makes total sense. The distribution and, and the global offering sizes that are coming from international banks are tremendous. And, and yet another one joins the fray. I imagine a lot of other Brazilian investment banks are going to take note as a result. And with that, folks, that's our show this week. Hopefully we'll catch you again next Monday. Of course, like, subscribe, share. Give us your comments. Give us your thoughts, your questions, your suggestions. We'd love to talk to you, Kyle and I. We're available on Twitter and LinkedIn. Follow our What's Trippin' newsletter as well to get the latest on top of the security token show. And with that, happy tokenizing.